If you're trying to figure out some last minute tax saving strategies to reduce your taxes for 2022 and trying to look and figure out where can I save some money? Where is it going to have the biggest impact? If that's you, then this is the podcast for you. We're going to go through three different strategies that can help you reduce your taxes for 2022. Hey friend, welcome to the Small Business Finance Podcast. Do you want confidence and clarity with your business finances? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for tax deductions, how to track your business finances, or QuickBooks tips? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals, but you end up feeling confused and frustrated because accounting and tax is really boring? Hi, I'm Tiffany. I've heard this so many times from my clients who used to feel this way. They feel overwhelmed about what to do with their numbers and wish they could stop the financial madness. They wanted clarity and the ability to grow grasp the financial basics, know the protocol, when they had a question, and to stop worrying about owing money to the IRS. But they thought they weren't good with numbers, and the overwhelm put them stuck without any solid financial plan, until they realized that business systems are the ticket to gaining financial confidence. In this podcast, you will learn step-by-step systems, easy-to-understand financial tips, and mindset transformation so that you will gain financial confidence as an entrepreneur. So dust off your spreadsheet, warm up your coffee, and let's get going. Let's dig in. So typically this time of year, I have so many of my clients and even prospective clients that come to me and they're really trying to figure out what can I do to help my taxes this year? A lot of times people, even after the fact into the next year, asking that same question, but I'll just say that most of the time, the impact that you're going to have on your taxes is going to be during the tax year. Can you have some impact, some positive impact on your taxes in the year that follows? Sure. Sometimes. There are some scenarios and some things that you can do to reduce your taxes even once the year is over. But I do want to talk through some things that you need to do this year and a couple of things that you can wait and do next year that can have an impact on your 2022 taxes. So the first thing is, is that you need to put your kids on payroll. If you have a child that is doing work for the business, they are under the age of 18. Typically it starts at age seven. There are some scenarios where you can pay a child that's younger than seven, but typically it's between the ages of seven and 18. Then you can put them on your payroll and get a deduction for that. Also, if you are paying them under what the standard deduction is, which is 12,000 and a few hundred dollars, a little over $12,000, then None of that income is taxable to them because they don't make more than the standard deduction. So when they claim that money on their 1040, their tax return, none of it's taxable. Most of the time, it is also not going to be taxable from a state tax perspective. And there are instances in certain scenarios where they can also be exempt from payroll taxes. Now, in order to get the exemption for payroll taxes, you do need to do the strategy the right way. You have to have some appropriate paperwork set up. It's not just as straightforward as don't pay their payroll taxes. So please know that if you're wanting to save taxes all the way around, you're going to want to work with a professional that can make sure that it's done the right way. But if you're just trying to reduce the overall tax situation, maybe you do still have to pay some payroll taxes. It's still significantly less from an overall tax perspective to pay the payroll taxes, even in that scenario. And the reality is, is that your kids are going to be in a lower tax bracket than you are. If they're under the standard deduction, they pay no taxes. Let's just say you're in the 20s, you know, 20% somewhere in there. Then you're saving 20% of taxes every year by paying them for work that they are actually doing. That's a key part is you do want to pay your kids for work that they're actually doing. You don't want to pay them just to pay them 
the IRS does not like that because you're avoiding taxes. Tax avoidance is a problem. It can land you in jail. So we don't want to do that. So please hear me. You are only paying your children for work that they are actually doing. You do need to track what type of work that they're doing. Make sure that you're paying them at a market rate, that you're not paying them $50 an hour as a seven-year-old to shred your paper. That obviously would not be what you would pay a third party. So be very mindful of this sort of thing. Make sure that you know how many hours your child has worked, that sort of thing. And then you want to pay them a payroll. And in doing so, you will reduce your overall taxability. On top of that, you actually can also contribute to an IRA or a Roth IRA for them up to about $6,000 every year. Now, the Roth IRA is not going to create a tax deduction now, but it will be tax-free savings in retirement. So when they are in retirement, they would not pay tax on that income. With tax rates likely going to climb in the future, that could be a really good strategy for your kid's future if you could start contributing to a Roth IRA for them, and then they actually would have tax-free income in retirement. Alternatively, if you pay them, let's say, $18,000 this year, maybe it's a 16-year-old, they're managing your social media accounts, they're legitimately helping you manage these accounts uh, with your marketing, bringing in new customers, new clients, things like that, then maybe you've paid them 18 grand. And that is reasonable from a market perspective. You've documented it. You've literally done everything that you need to do. They would obviously reduce their income by the standard deduction. But in addition to that, they could contribute to an IRA and reduce their taxable income by another six grand. And in doing so, then they have zero dollars in taxes paid for the year as well. So that is also kind of a piggyback strategy, a bonus, if you will, to strategy one, of being able to reduce your taxable income and theirs and getting them into a basically 0% tax bracket and shifting income to your kids. And when you do that, you're obviously going to set them at a separate checking account to put their paychecks in. You can then use that money to pay for things like maybe a private school tuition or sporting dues, sporting equipment, various events that they are a part of, you can use that money to pay for those things. So then what you've done is you've actually created tax-free money to pay for the things that used to be after tax. And so you have a really big pickup there, which is huge. The second thing that you can do to reduce your taxes for 2022 is change your marital status. So if you are in the middle of getting a divorce and you're close to having a final divorce, you need to look and run the numbers and figure out, is it actually better to file jointly still for this year or file separately? Alternatively, can we speed up the divorce proceedings and get them done before the end of the year so that you can file single? Each one of those things you need to calculate, your CPA or tax preparer can help you with that to figure out what is the best scenario. So with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that came out in 2018, those laws are in service. They are active between 2018 and 2025. They sunset in 2025. But right now, the way that those laws are, they have eliminated a lot of the differences between filing single versus filing married filing jointly and alternatively married filing separately. So married filing separately is essentially like filing single, but you have to actually list your spouse on there. 
they eliminated much of the disparity between those statuses so that you didn't have like the married penalty, basically, where you were married and you actually paid higher taxes literally because you were married. It was pretty silly, (laughs) but it was the truth. That's how it was. So even though they've eliminated a lot of those things, there still are some impacts with finally married versus single. So you are going to have to calculate and see what the best scenario is. But if it makes sense, especially if you're really close to getting the divorce versus it could go out a few more weeks and wait until January, do the math and see which one makes the most sense for you. Alternatively, if you are getting married, does it make sense to go ahead and get married this year versus pushing out to next year and do the same thing? You want to calculate it and see, can you get some additional tax breaks with going ahead and getting married in 2022 versus into 2023? Also, back to getting a divorce before the end of the year. If you are in divorce proceedings, the other thing is, is that if you are in a state that pays alimony or you would be receiving alimony, it might make sense to postpone those alimony payments and receipts until next year, especially if you're really close. If you can get that in your paperwork to start those January 1st versus between now and the end of the year. And then along these same lines, going back to the difference between single, married filing separately, and married filing jointly, there is one area that there is definitely still benefit to staying single versus being married from a tax perspective. I'm not saying that that is the best thing for you to do overall in your life. I'm just saying that there could be some advantage from a tax perspective to do so. Specifically, as it relates to being able to deduct your mortgage. So there are some laws out there where if you have a mortgage of greater than $750,000 value, the IRS limits how much of that you can actually deduct on your itemized deductions. Now, that's if you're married at $750,000. If you're single, then you actually have the ability to deduct up to a value of $1.5 million. So if you have a higher valued house, if you live in a place like California or some of these industries where the value of houses is a lot more, this is probably an area that you want to look at, especially if you're considering getting married and making a status in your marital situation. The third strategy to reduce your taxes in 2022 is to look at stock that you may own and that has appreciated in value. If you have stock that has appreciated in value and you are giving money to family members, parents, relatives, whoever that is, then it might make sense to give them appreciated stock versus cash. Why is that? And what does it look like? Well, If they are in a tax bracket where they actually would not pay capital gains tax, then you can give them appreciated stock. They would then not have any taxable consequence on that stock. And then therefore you have number one, avoided that capital gain on your own taxes, but then you have also given them money in a way that is meaningful to them. So because they are in a 0% capital gains tax bracket, they also win. So everybody wins. You don't have the capital gains tax. Neither do they. They get the cash that you were going to give them anyway, but then you also save tax on it. It's really a big deal. The threshold for income has to be under, if you were a single person, you have to make less than $41,675 to be in the 0% capital gains tax bracket. If you are a married couple, then you have to make less than $83,350 
to get 0% capital gains treatment. Now, if this appreciated stock value is more than the gift tax exclusion, which is a little bit more than $16,000, then you would have some estate implications on that as well. So you'll want to talk about this to your tax preparer to make sure that all of your I's are dotted and T's are crossed. That if it's under that gift exclusion amount, then there's really nothing else to do. You gift them the stock, you avoid having to pay any capital gains tax on this, on the appreciated value. They get the cash from the stock because they then sell it. And they also do not have taxable treatment on this because they are under the threshold for taxes on the stock sale. Everybody wins. So those are three somewhat unique, some of them more unique than other strategies to really kind of help you look at your situation. I mean, I see so many different times where people come to me, whether they're existing clients or new prospective clients. And sometimes it can be frustrating because they want their CPA to come to them and give them all these different ideas. The reality is, is honestly, there are so many different ways that you can have positive impact on your taxes. Truly, there are. There are tens of thousands of tax laws. I think there's more than 70,000 tax laws out there. So to rely on your CPA exclusively to tell you every single thing on how to save your taxes, honestly, it's kind of putting some of the responsibility on them and it should be on you. I'm not saying your CPA shouldn't be helping you because 100% they should be. But I'm just saying, learning some of these things, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to kind of know what are some of your options so that you can look at your own situation and figure out if that's going to help you. So I hope that you have learned something on this podcast. I hope that this has been beneficial to you. If it has, it would bless me so much if you would leave me a five-star review. It helps me get out to more people so that other people can learn these things. Other people can be more educated. They can reduce the overwhelm and the complexity of taxes and accounting. And they can really just get to know this stuff a little bit better to where they are more in charge of their finances. They are less intimidated. They don't have that fear anymore. And that's really what my goal is on this podcast. So if you have been blessed by it, please leave me a review. I would love that so much. Also, as always, you can always send me an email. The email is in the show notes and ask me whatever questions you have. If you're not sure about your particular situation and you would like to send me in some details and a question to know, hey, can I take this particular deduction or this particular strategy? Whatever it is, if you've got questions, I would absolutely love to spotlight you on a future episode and answer your question. And with that said, I hope you have loved the episode today and I cannot wait until next time.